you're listening to episode 29 of the 11th Hour, a Rancid podcast. My name is Sam Melancon of Debacle Records. And I'm Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. Each week, one of us picks a song from the Rancid discography, and uh, we discuss the song and all of our complicated feelings therein. This week, I picked Young Al Capone by from by by rancid <laughs> this is shocking it's by rancid oh my god wait a minute where am i <laughs> what podcast is this? uh by rancid from rancid 2000 <laughs> Young Al Capone, Rancid 2000 came out sometime in August of 2000. I, I didn't write down the actual one. Uh, this is a Tim and Lars jam, though Lars is the very much in the lead here. Um, it's produced by Matt, Matt Gerowitz, Brett Gerowitz. Uh, and uh, it's mastered at Gateway Studios, which took me a minute, but that's Bob Ludwig's sort of studio um, uh, who did does a lot of very, very big records and had done the previous couple um this song is one of my like secret favorite songs from rancid for sure it gets lost because there's not a lot there and kind of like the classic like what are your favorite lars songs like blood clot and other things there's i'm not actually even sure what this song is about other than being cool and the sort of theme of this record for lars is this um everything's very post-apocalyptic um It seems like he was reading or, you know, we've talked about he's got like a lot of conspiracy brain and um, it seems like that was what was on his mind. Um, uh, he was maybe just 20 years too soon. Um, but uh, uh, it is it is one of my favorite songs. It is it's just a very badass. It's one of longer songs on the Which is hilarious because it's, it's like chunk. still under two minutes. Yeah, it's right. sub two but, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's one of the more like meaty songs, you know, like kind of verse, chorus, verse, chorus. And then um, it sits right in the middle of that really great, for me, maybe half great for you run on the back half of this record, or back quarter or third of this record, just kind of is some of my favorite, like true rant songs. You know, we've talked about um, Axiom, which kind of kicks that off. And like, and there's just a, a great little run of songs. A lot of those are the Matt songs. So I know those aren't your favorite, but um I really love this this part of this record. It's a really meaningful part of this record. And, you know, we've talked about at times, like, there's songs that get, because they are a little different than the rest of the record, but because they're produced like the record, you kind of forget how interesting or unique they are. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot in the first Rancid album. And I think there's a couple tracks on this that are like, you know, if it was sat on a different record and a different production style, you might really treat the record the song quite different yeah right yeah i mean and i think you know this uh, this track reminds me a lot of like the first record in let's go in a lot of ways Hmm. i don't know maybe not it is like it's (laughs) don't back no i mean yeah i mean it's like it's just kind of got that like the riff and the 
like it's kind of more i mean obviously the lead part is like the solos tim is playing throughout are um you don't really hear that in a lot i i'm i there's not a lot of songs. I would say that would be where I agree with you that it's like the early stuff. But I think this one also really sits apart. Like most of this song is this weird um, back and forth between Lars and Matt's bass. Right. Like, you know, it's like this kind of call. It is a call and response gospel song and it's like core, you know, kind of R&B gospel song. Um, it's a very rave up kind of hands in the air chorus. And um and the call and response at first is between these interesting, like, you know, kind of like these interesting, right. very angular guitar that I was kind of thinking about it today. I was listening to it and I was like, God, if you take Lars off this track, like, I could play this in between like a racer and flying Luttenbachers, you know what I mean? Like, it is very angular and mm-hmm. weird, especially the, the yeah. verses, right? You know, like, there, there's the really weird kind of like these little phrases that only happen once right like it's almost like like Lars will say something and then matt will go blah, 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 you know and they're, and they're some of them are very very odd you know what i mean for such a like a, again traditional form as like a, a gospel pop song mm-hmm. you know what i mean the, there's some really weird things going on runs going on on the bass and then and then you know there's a couple tim solos and that's kind of why it's a tim Lars song i guess is um yeah, because I mean, Tim. I mean, how many? And, and yeah, that's another thing. Like, how many songs are there where Lars is literally does the only vocals? Like, there's not yeah. even like, like I don't even think there's a background vocal. On like, well, there's everybody. There's a gang vocal, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah, but it's, yeah, it just but it doesn't feel like super prominent. I don't know. Like when I think of, yeah, I don't like this. Just feels like so. And I guess that's kind of true of a like i'm trying to think of all the lars songs on um rancid 2000 and they just well like loki and dead bodies i actually think when he's on this record he's an axiom like he actually is kind of solo yeah it's 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 kind of strange i don't know yeah. i mean it's just or different but it's yeah i don't know and i think I, like his vocal performance i like on this record is super dialed like he was i don't i mean he he's always to, to be honest like Lars rarely has a bad day at the office doing like when he's on vocals and, yeah. um, but it just he, seems like, especially like he's really got like the kind of raspiness like yeah. that. Um, and it's one of those reasons why I always figure they don't do these songs live because it's got to hurt. <laughs> to do, like, yeah. I, I, I do feel like he's at this register that you're not used to hearing him at on this track and on, um, this record. Like he's, he's kind of singing more up in his like knows and he's singing much higher than he normally sings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's really screaming it and getting a getting a pretty intense take and I'm I'm into it. But yeah, you're right. Like they never do it live. And uh I do think that this is one of my favorite Lars songs because it is just such a fun ripper of a like it's just fun to like roll along with it and you know, Army of Babylon young young Al Capone yet. Like like I love all his like little interjections of singing over himself and um all that stuff i i yeah it's so fun but it's also so it is maybe the worst lars lyrics in this style of lars lyrics that i can think of there's a lot of silliness and like like yeah so 
I, like I, I don't disagree, but it also it, to me it, like, I, and I think this is part of the reason I because I, I again I agree with you. This is one of my favorite like secret favorite rancid songs. Like I really yeah. love this song, and so yeah, like I, the lyrics for me, it's it's some of it's kind of cringy, um, like it's that bad, but. It, it it has this feeling to me of you know kind of something we talk about a long time. It's like I don't give a fuck. This is what I'm like super into right now, and I'm gonna sing about it. So fuck you. Like, um, like to, like the whole feeling of this song is just this like don't give a fuck. Let's just we're just gonna. I mean, it's kind of the feeling of the record, but this song is like one of the most just hit play and let it rip and have fun and because it's like it sounds it, it sounds like they're having a, so much fun on yeah song fun is a word that was jumping to mind like i i kind of wonder like i when i'm listening to this record i feel like this is the apex of not good but the apex of fun like this is a song mm-hmm. where it's like fully they're at 190 miles an hour and they're like let's have the most fun we can and if you're if you've been writing this record this whole time it's just like the le- it's like the catharsis song, you know what I mean? Like it's just like yeah, right? You know, like it's just such a ripper. It's so positive and easy to sing along to, and like, I, and I like I feel like there's a layer of sort of it, like to all not just even the lyrics to all of it. There's sort of a layer of cheesiness mm-hmm. to it, but not in a bad way. I mean, because like Tim's solos, I don't know, there's very a little bit like, like sloppy and yeah, like that opening riff that just like. Yeah, it's like it's, uh, and then I mean, Matt is like in full Matt form, yeah. just doing you know, and it's just like everything is turned up to ten, and I I, I kind of love that. Like you know, we talk we we've often talked about like trying to find like figuring out these things we love about Rancid and trying to find those in other things, and like the fun part of it is something we've talked about a lot. Like there's a lot of the music we're into now, and like put out and listen, write about and listen to like a lot of it feels like it's missing that and and not all music has to be fun of course i'm not saying that but you know like this is the the feeling of just like let loose and ha- and just have yeah a good time. I, I remember I, I don't know if you ever saw it but like i remember saying like sometimes on those records where boris like gets to just do ripper like you know garage like motorhead rippers you know like where they let themselves do that mm-hmm. like that kind of does this reminder to me that that's a sound I like. And it's almost like, like if I've been listening to a bunch of different experimental music, even metal, even experimental metal, but when they, they're kind of the one that kind of dips back into that motorhead punk rock rockabilly sort of like, you know, the roots of the things they're doing, it goes all the way back there. They're not doing that. Right. It's a nice little reminder of like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I, sometimes I just need this in my life. And it's less about like in our scene, there's not enough. It's like that scene doesn't need to be that. It's more like, I need to temper my own range of music I'm listening to. And sometimes it's easy to just keep listening to all this stuff. But sometimes I just want to listen to this guy do this like two minute gospel rave up that makes no sense and has lyrics like, uh, I mean, just uh, leprosy sets in. I was like, thing. I was like, I was a loss for which one to grab. But like the leprosy sets in and you got no glue, you know, like, like, uh, the, just it is so heavy and also i don't i will admit 
I'm a little worried to like think too hard on like what the army of Babylon's about because like that's been used in so many different, you know, like if you go searching that you're going to get 8,000 explanations because it's like right. everybody has a different interpretation of what that is. So like, I'm like, well, I hope that's a good thing and not, a, you know, something creepy, uh, you know, especially with his, you know, previously we've talked about this, but like, mm. I couldn't tell you what he means in the army of Babylon. He's a young Al Capone. But when he says it, I'm really fucking amped up. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah, fucking, that's yeah. a great line. And but I'm yeah, like, oh, I hope that's not, <laughs> you know, like, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. God, what the fuck is that? And and you know, and the truth, yeah, is, exactly. The truth whole is song is nothing. Sounds, yeah, he's like, but man, this man, sounds when cool. They're going, Army of Babylon, like, Young Alcabone, yeah, Young Alcabone, yeah. Like, oh my god, it's so fucking good. Like, and yeah, a lot of this podcast has been like, oh yeah, I need to like. Make sure I listen to them hardcore. Make sure I, you know, listen to, you know, I always dip back into different types of metal, but like some of this stuff is like, yeah, I just need some stuff that goes really fast and is easy to sing along to and is kind of cathartic, you know, and, you know, a lot of has, of this has been, how do I find yeah. that in experimental music too? And you can, and there's a lot of good stuff. And then there's some stuff that's like a redirect, like all the Dan Friel stuff, I feel like kind of falls on that. And like, but, um, but yeah, like, it's just it's such an epitome of like sometimes it's fun to just like fucking rock you know what i mean like and not even rock because that's like the wrong like over right. roll is them rocking you know or whatever but like but just shred you know like there's yeah. these like really fun poppy it's over in a second you're driving down the street you know and it's amazing like sometimes that's great and i don't always need it to right. also be an indictment of you know whatever you know like like it, it could be a little bit of just fun for right. fun sakes or gothiness for god you know this sort of whatever you know yeah i mean you know, like that's one of those you know the funny thing is is you know you look through the uh, thing about the lyrics and uh, and i'm sure if you asked lars like there he to him there's some like deep serious meaning here i feel like but to me like i don't it's it it's one of those things where it's it's yeah you I want to lean into that feeling of it's just like this fun ripper I don't it I don't need it to mean anything I don't want yeah. it to mean anything frankly um like I just want it to make me feel the way that this song makes me feel which is you know I have it on in the car and my foot feels a little heavier and I just yeah. want to like raise my fist in the air and just like you know um yeah that's I feel like that's like a really under like underrated thing in a way like it's or or maybe taken for granted thing because i don't think it's i think it's really hard to do really well um and you know i mean you and i've talked about how we love like anthemic stuff and aren't like this is i don't think this is an anthemic like an anthemic anthemic, the the chorus is very anthemic if you think about it well yeah okay i mean it's not an anthem but i mean it it fits that sort of sure it, yeah I, like when, it doesn't really matter but yeah yeah i get what you're saying <laughs> but it, it's like and, and maybe the, and this is just me like when i think something that's anthemic like i don't know to me there's like more of an ingrained um there's like more meaning ingrained oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like avenues and alleyways to me is like yeah, yeah. anthemic rancid two yeah for times sure. 100 um but I mean, they're in the same realm, right? And I, I think that's like such a hard. It's what's great about this song. Like, it's really. I think this is really hard to do, but they make it just sound like they literally just showed up and 
hit record, like Tim ripped a solo and they were just like went. Which I know that's not what happened. I know, like, but it, yeah, there's, it there's, does feel like that. You're right. Um, I think. And I think that's like a really kind of underrated skill to be able to to do something that's because when you think about how, like how fast this song goes and how like they just nail like every like I, I wonder how many vocal takes like Lars had to do for this because it's but it's so tight. Yeah, it what, is, like it's it so, is really tight. Um, I mean, Tim is Tim is so less tight. Solos. Tim's solos are a little loose on this one, but I yeah. like that about it. Like, I like everything right. about this song just fine. Like, I right. Um, it's so rare when we know for sure. I was laughing about that. It's so rare about when we know for sure who did the solo, though. <laughs> like, I know. It actually, yeah. throws to Tim. If you did, if it didn't have that at the end, would you have? I would have assumed, assumed him, though it's a little fat. Like he didn't do. Oh, it's like let's go. He didn't do as much of those fast solos. You know what I mean? Right. Or I, yeah, I, that's how I perceive it. I don't know what's real. You know, but this is yeah. I mean, this is like one of those moments where you know the ongoing joke of like, does Tim actually play guitar? Or like, live? is this guitar on? Can he? It's like no, he actually is like a really fucking good. Guitar. No, I mean he has his like range that he sits in, and he's right. really good in that range. You know what I mean? Like. It's yeah. not going to be a 50 note solo, but it's going to be a really fun seven note solo. You know what I mean? Like, right. And it's going to like fit into that song. Yeah. Like, that's the big thing. Glove. Like, it seems like they know how to like, it isn't just now it's time to do a solo. Like they are, they're trying to get an emotion out of their solos for the most part. And they are not yeah, technical you know, wizards at all, but they are also like, this is how you let the song breathe right now. You know? And that's like a pretty consistent part of them from this, especially this era you know like they were really mm-hmm. good at and i think that and i, I think that oh you know that it the that opening riff just sets the tone for oh everything. yeah absolutely like i like you hear that and it's like oh you kind of know it's coming like you don't know you know like if you haven't heard it before it's like you like oh okay we're gonna it's gonna be cool <laughs> it's gonna be fun um and then it just go i mean it, they go beyond that even God, it's so, it's so cool. I feel like I could almost, like, hear a version of this song that's, like, what's the Faust song that's just, like, the one thing repeated oh, um, a million times? I know what you're talking about, but I can't. Uh, does it have Rain involved? Why can't I remember the name? It's, like, the big song. But um, it kind of sounds like they just march over the hill and out of, out right. of earshot by <laughs> the end of it. You know, it just kept going. And, like, I kind of just want to have them, like, on a Mad Max, you know, setup. Yeah. Just playing this song into like on the last like, Mad, there's something yeah, like that, the, on the last yeah, yeah, Mad Max movie where the dude's playing guitar on the front of the truck. Like, put Rancid yeah, yeah. there playing this song on the front. Of the truck. <laughs> Keep it going for yeah. like, and eventually they they drive away. But like, yeah. <laughs> you're you're driving along with them, and it, it to me like because it's this like very simple like kind of cyclical song. You could almost like be like, now another solo, now you know, like right. it turn into a weird like, <laughs> like aggressive krautrock jam. You know what I mean? Like it could be a version of this. And there's a part of me that literally loves that feeling of like, oh, I just want it to last a little bit longer. And see, I was one thing that came to mind speaking about like um, lyrics and stuff. Like, yeah, I don't think these lyrics mean anything, but the the vibe of this song, I get. Like. When he, when he gets all quiet, he's just rabid dog chewing at my feet. And then he brings into the chorus the trying to protect their side of the street. Yeah. And they, you know, like hit in the chorus. Like, 
that moment feels so good and it's like mm -hmm. what are we even talking about guys like, <laughs> right right like, but like if you didn't say rabbit dogs chewing out my feet try to protect their side of the street like i don't think it would be as impactful like if you're just saying notes there i certainly wouldn't be as stoked in that moment so it's like the lyrics are doing some sort of job you know like yeah i'm trying to i'm like yeah no i think i agree with that <laughs> i mean i like, <laughs> like yeah I, maybe well, I like I love that moment, and I agree like with that part of it. I'm wondering, I'm like, if it was if the lyrics were something else, totally different, would you would it still... still have the same effect? And I don't, and I don't know, like, because the like reading the lyrics, sitting here in front of a computer, it's like this doesn't mean shit. But in that <laughs> moment, it it feels like something, right? So I, which I think is maybe kind of what you're getting. Like it, it, yeah, I don't know. I think I, there's these something lyrics are there, really, but they're really goofy. They I, mean, are, they, I feel like in his mind it's like some like concept about like post-apocalyptic russia or something you know what i mean like it yeah. really doesn't feel I, I like and but it it's it's if it, it it feels it's so lars though like yeah and, and I, like even though i think the lyrics are kind of corny and i don't really care about them i also kind of love them because it just feels really like authentically somebody just like yeah fuck yeah i read this you know i'm gonna do this like I don't know. To me, I think I, it's what I think. I'm not deep on any of this music, but it, it's like what I think all the lyrics to like 80s thrash metal are, like are, you know, like it's just like cool <laughs> images, you know, like just like. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, and I often, you know, that's I, I relate to that in some way because when I'm trying to, you know, I mean, I make instrumental like ambient music, but like. I'm, when I'm thinking of song titles and stuff, it's like, oh, I want a like cool image. Like, cool imagery, I, want, yeah. I want you to read this title and think like, oh, I can see this cool, yeah. you know. So I, I, I respect that. I respond, totally. and maybe that's maybe it's like I respond to this on like a subconscious level because I mean it does kind of <laughs> have is. a dream logic to it. Like I feel like you could write like a very goofy heavy metal. You know what I mean? Like like the heavy metal animated movie sort of story around what's happening in this. You know, like it's 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 like close it's more dream logic than that but it's like i thought you were gonna say you could write like a play like well i mean like well yeah, yeah i'm sure you could but <laughs> this is the, <laughs> the young uncle that's the big like character introduction oh my god could you that would be yeah, amazing yeah. Young Al Capone. like a young al capone young play. like yeah, uh state like oh come on tim I mean, you guys gotta I'm do sure that. They've, they've talked about it but <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's it's sometimes when like you just hit some of these songs that are just really, really wonderful, um, aggressive songs, especially. Excuse me, uh, and they're just like great. It's almost like there's less to pull yeah. apart because it's like this song is dumb. This song is incredibly dumb fun, and I love it, and I'm so happy when it comes on. And again, I think I think the big thing of like what's our take on this for me the big take i have is like this is the cathartic apex of this record from a like sequencing point of view right because then it kind of you get reconciliation and you, you end up with ggf and all these like important more um cathartic from more of a deeper in your heart point like of, yeah exactly songs, yeah. but this one's catharsis from just the like this record has been going on a million miles an hour and in a lot of ways this actually slows down a little bit but like it it's the one where it's like yes let's just go yeah you know like and it's a little less political right. it's a little less all these things and it's just like fuck yeah then it's like you know then you get these sort of coda moments and and i think that's sort of what it 
where it sits in the pantheon for me is like a fantastic one of the better like kind of yeah just like rippers in their catalog and really kind of hinges that record the 2000 record all around itself it's really why like i'm looking just looking at the sequence the like back quarter of this what are like what a strange run like meteor of war dead bodies rigged on a fix al capone reconciliation gg like i mean it, like it's the, yeah they're not a sequence of record man. yeah i think axiom <laughs> to the golden gate fields is like one one chunk and i think like black hawk down to axiom is sort of the other chunk and then there's the front chunk you know like, right. like they, they seem to have like a three-act play kind of going on in this and, yeah <laughs> and it's just uh, it, I, I don't know it's it's it wouldn't work as well without young al capone to be the last like really huge like fun song and then it kind of goes into these other songs that are really more poignant and meaningful you know what I mean? yeah i mean yeah in a way it's like young al capone is the it's like I said, it's the catharsis and then like reconciliation and GGF are sort of like the coda or something. Yeah. Um, it's like the big last, like talking about stage place or uh, musical <laughs> theater. It's like, you know, you, there's usually one last like hurrah and then there's some more like, and then this is what happens to the characters and like a little bit more uh, yeah. consequences and things like that. And this is the last thing without, you know, just like fun for fun's sake song. It kind of feels like that to me yeah no I, yeah it does and then it's yeah and then we get the here's the outcome and then right off into the sunset and then like the greatest yeah right off into the sunset song of all time um yeah yeah no i will i when you first picked this song i was like huh i don't know what i'm gonna say about it i just like it yeah i mean that's really <laughs> the truth of it but it is i think i yeah i and it's it, it always it's a good reminder of like why Rancid 2000 it's just such a great album I mean, god it's, like it's such a great banger album. after banger and they're all so short and it's like god every song has something to say and something to love also I feel like we're giving a short shift because neither one of us are like a hyper technical musician but like the things Matt is doing on this song is worth probably somebody oh. doing a, a breakdown on like it is one of the more angular weird no wavy sort of like you know, I don't know if you songs. saw, yeah, like, over the pandemic, um, I mean, we're still in the pandemic, but when it, like, it, 2020, he was doing he did, all the, like, play-alongs and stuff? Yeah, God, I'd love yeah. to see a video. I would love to see a video of him playing this song. Oh, man. Like, it's, it's, it doesn't seem easy. No, but, you know, I, you, there's, I, I saw some, there was, I've seen live videos of them doing, I think it's, like, they'll do, like, Maxwell Murder, and his he'll make his solo, like, three minutes long. It's, like, way longer and way weirder. <laughs> right, and that. it's, but it's, so it's, like, I have no doubt, in my, like, I have doubts that Lars could handle this song live, which is no slight on Lars. Like, it just sounds painful. Yeah. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that Matt could play this from beginning to end and not, like, miss. He is like, on a whole other level. I, I was watching all those pandemic ones recently, and I was like, yeah. He's still incredibly. He did. He did have a comment on one of them. He's like, "I hate playing this one because my hands can't stretch as much anymore." And there was, oh, one, wow. there, was there was a song where he was like, "There's just <laughs> these couple of switches," and he's like, "My hands are just like, you know, I'm old, I'm man. old, yeah. Like my hands can't do that anymore, you know. And like a guy who I'm sure has very strong, limber hands, you know what I mean? So right, uh, like, but he's like, "Yeah, I hate this one," and he's like, "You can see him stretching for it," and he's like. Uh, <laughs> 
so you know that's what happens but uh yeah it's it's a great talk it's kind of like axiom of like it's kind of related to axiom in a lot of ways where it's like not a lot to say other than let's put a spotlight on it people should go back people who don't know the song people all that it's it's a really enjoyable song it is like one of the most like pure like the fun factor of this song is higher than most rancid you know what's interesting is i think about rancid 2000 on a more sort of holistic level and you know just because like you said i agree like with axioms like there's not a lot to say there other than it's awesome i feel like that there there's other than a few songs i feel that way about almost every song on like like there's a few that i can talk about for a long time like i mean we did you know let me go and um there's a few other, but i feel like there's a lot of songs on this album that are just really awesome songs and i don't know that there's also just to less to these songs i mean let's well let's I mean, that's true that. that's many of these point. songs are sub minute long you know <laughs> that's a good point i mean that's a good point and, and the ones that i can think of i probably have a lot to say about are, the, are like the few that are over two minutes more like yeah three minute, songs yeah. yeah that have yeah. meaning and and um, a lot of these ideas they, they they made this album into an album of every song has one simple idea that we're gonna bash you in mm-hmm. the face with like like you know like this is john brown he's John right. Brown, you know, like, and, uh, you know, uh, Don Giovanni's 35 seconds long, you know, like, it's, it, 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 which I forget, Loki's 47 seconds long. Like, it's so, so I know. crazy. Like, it's that one's especially crazy because, I mean, that's like, it's like to a, me, it's like one of the most limp, mem, mem, like, it's 40. Anyway, oh, yeah. we, I shouldn't talk about it because yeah, exactly. do that song do sometime. It. But, um, yeah, damn, I didn't realize it was only 40 seconds. 40 it feels seconds like a long. song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyways, all right. Well, what uh, what are we gonna talk about next week? All right, this was oh God. I kind of went back and forth for a while, and then I was like, you know what? I just, I I think I've um, sort of teased picking this before. Um, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> we're I'm gonna we're gonna we're going to another city, and we are gonna talk about Detroit. Ah, yes, great. So, um, probably my favorite song on the first album. And, and oh my god, I'm going to have to talk about, I'm going to talk about Matt's vocals. Yeah, I know. I was like, well. In a way that may surprise people. <laughs> uh, is this the first time you picked a song with prominent Matt vocals? I think it's the only time. Yeah, yeah well, for, I guess first, first and only one. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, we've only done what, like two? Yeah, two or three, yeah. I don't even. I can't even remember what other prominent Matt songs we've done other than Tenderloin. I'm sure there is one, but we've done thirty of these now almost. So good lord, I. <laughs> yeah, we're almost at that. Th- this will be our thirtieth episode. Oh, so. this will be. Th- oh, okay. Wow, great. Going all the way to the beginning. All the way to the beginning. Yep. All right. Well, cool. Cool. All right, everybody. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at RancidPod. Always appreciate your notes and your feedback. Sorry that I'm a little bit terrible at keeping up with social media, but keep them coming. And next week, we'll go to Detroit. Guys, tripped over that. To see you in the pit. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck that one was. (laughs) Yeah. Lost that one. Oh, man.